0: Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.
1: What's up, Chicago? I'm Erin Allen, and this is The Rundown. There is something so special about talking to somebody who truly embodies the place that you live in so much so that it makes you proud to be there just because they're also there and representing so thoroughly. That's what it feels like seeing the work of Chicago artist Don't Fret. I feel like I'm literally in conversation with him when I'm looking at his art, particularly because it depicts the unique and notable mundanity of the Windy City. But also because it has actual thought bubbles. The characters he paints are stand-ins for everyday Chicagoans with his interpretation of their inner musings. A man walking down the street with his partner thinking, so this is what my life has become? Or life is about living in the moment and this moment calls for $35 in Chinese delivery. Don't Fret mostly creates visual art using wheat paste and paint. If you haven't seen any of his work around the city, I bet you'll notice it after this interview. But he also is a comedian, a muralist, a sculptor, and a writer. He just self-published his fifth book, This Is No Quiet City. It's his first book, though, of images that includes poems and vignettes. The book has dark humor, political commentary, a foreword by Kevin Koval. I mean, it's just so Chicago. Don't fret is here with me right now. Welcome to The Rundown. Hello. So we're just calling you by your moniker, Don't Fret. Talk about why you go by an alias.
0: In the beginning of my career, it was uh, sort of... Personally and professionally, just out of necessity. Professionally, obviously, I didn't want to get caught doing tagging. I hesitate to say I was ever a graffiti writer. I I don't think I ever was. Okay. Um, But then, like, personally, I just kind of felt like that part of my life needed to be separated. And so that's kind of what the origin of Don't Fret was.
1: So... You were, would would you say, street artist?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm not... I don't really like terms. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I I was a kid. I grew up in Chicago. I started doing graffiti around probably 12 years old. I realized very quickly that I sucked at uh, (laughs) what you would consider traditional graffiti. But I loved it, and I loved the energy of the street, and I was just kind of like searching for my own uh voice i guess for lack of a better word and then um i grew up in wicker park and there were a lot of uh art school students that were still living in the neighborhood because it was it was affordable and i would see these guys that were doing graffiti but they were just kind of writing their name just like in their handwriting with like no style whatsoever (laughs) and um that, like, hit me like a bomb. I was just like, oh, I can just be me, you mm. know? And, like, lack of aesthetic becomes aesthetic. Wow. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I started.
1: So, as a person who's been in the street doing your art um, with with the lack of aesthetic as aesthetic, um, you have made public spaces your canvas and I'm also a visual artist but I learned you know pretty quickly as most of us do as as kids you know draw on a piece of paper not the wall um most definitely not somebody else's wall (laughs) um can you put into words your inclination to do the opposite what was it about the face of a tamale cart or or the wall on Laura Wacker that got you excited
0: Well, I I live by sort of the ethos when putting up work, especially with the characters. I think uh, a piece needs to either completely feel realistic within the space or it needs to be completely absurd within the space. Mm. I feel like my work, uh, the characters, like, physically aren't challenging, but I find it's funny that people find them challenging because their placement in the street is unauthorized. Ah. And so, you know, even if it's like a little kid holding balloons, it's still challenging yeah. because it's unauthorized. And I've always found that interesting. Hmm. Especially, you know, when we live in a society where I mean, what was it a couple years ago? KFC f- filled in the potholes and put ads in the potholes, or something. <laughs>
1: what? I, I didn't mean, know about
0: this. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> but I mean, you know, what does that say? You know, when like that is perfectly acceptable, but you know, public art is a a scary topic. Yeah, and sanctioned public art is even a scarier topic.
1: Hmm. Is, where Do you feel like there's a line to be drawn between what is fine as far as public art and what is not?
0: You know, there's a Monty Python quote from a sketch it says, uh, I don't know art, but I know what I like. Mm. And I think that that's the predicament we find ourselves in right now is sort of. Maybe the opposite of that statement is just that there's so much red tape to get anything approved that almost nothing happens. And in terms of uh, sanctioned work, it's almost near impossible to have a political opinion on anything. Mm. Even that portrait of Michelle Obama It's just uh, where is that? That's like. Milwaukee and Kinsey, like even that, I heard there was so much drama about getting that done.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: we've kind of entered a new generation where there are like a lot of I'm not gonna say street artists, I'm gonna say muralists mm-hmm. that, you know, they've never really done graffiti, they've never really done illegal work, and that's fine. It's just interesting to me when I talk to like some of the younger guys and, and girls, because they're just like hustling like talking to you know whoever they can about trying to get a wall and i just always say to them you know why don't you just take the wall
1: mm.
0: i mean i've lived the majority of my adult life uh professionally saying better to ask for forgiveness than permission
1: mm-hmm. I, I love that phrase. I, I live my life that way a lot. Uh, not all the time. I definitely follow the rules, of, uh, you know, when when it's absolutely necessary. But um. yeah,
0: well, I'm not I'm not sneaking coke in a guitar or <laughs> something, you know. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Okay, so uh, your work has these characters in it, your visual work. And I'm looking at the scenes and I'm like, yes, this looks like Chicago. I've seen that person. I've seen that street. I've seen that storefront. I can imagine someone having these thoughts. Are they from your own brain, the things that these folks are, are thinking or saying? Or are they actually things that you hear people say? Um, is it a mixture of both?
0: Um. I would say 90% is all me. Uh, Okay. I can't think of a specific instance, but yeah, there have been a couple times where, you know, you just hear somebody talking at a restaurant and or just like passing on the street. And like that one sentence, like without knowing the context of what they're talking about is just like, whoa, what's going on? And I mean, (laughs) yes. And I mean, visually, I I love these moments too. I mean, I was I was walking down North Avenue one day, and I saw a guy running down the street with like six boxes of lettuce, <laughs> like sprinting. And I was like, "All right, what happened to get you to there?"
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm always kind of eyes open. I guess.
1: Is it from that curiosity that you kind of? pull these these threads out like i wonder what this guy is saying let me let me say what he's saying let me say what i yeah, think yeah i
0: mean saying. i'm i'm i don't know if i'm an anthropologist per se but i mean i i love talking to people i love meeting people mm. i love witnessing life go down i think people are hilarious and absurd and like wonderful and horrible all at the same time And um, at the very least, entertaining, for sure.
1: You get into some of those intersections in the book, This Is No Quiet City. And I wonder if you can read a little bit from that um, pure, raw, messy, true, and terrifying. I would love to hear you read um, what you wrote about those intersections.
0: Sure. Sure. I have seen men and women walk to work every day through downtown to claim their chance to be a part of it all, to earn their paycheck and nothing else, earn their dignity, their chance to remain, and the additional honor of being a taxpayer. After all of that, you get to rise up and call yourself a Chicagoan. I know a city filled to the brim with guts and gumption, a city who won't let any man alive tell them what they can't do, not even a Trump. Our democracy is as unique as our thoughts on the matter. Go for a bike ride down the South Street and ponder it all. Pass all those dead presidents. Could they even imagine a place like this? I've seen a city take on tyranny and dictatorship while simultaneously endorsing it, but our version. Meg's Field was just a dream, a phantasm, a statement piece. I've seen a city land a spaceship on a field that was meant to honor our soldiers Further the proof that whether you're an architect or a kicker, anyone can botch a job. Our skyline is as malleable as that team that will always let you down and yet always entice your love. The luxury isn't a condo. It's a DIY punk spot that doesn't exist anymore. The framework is still here, though. And it always will be. Because it's home. Because you know here. Because you know heartbreak. How couldn't you? You're a Chicagoan your eyes and heart are wide open and that is pure raw messy true and terrifying
1: um thank you for reading that yeah, the we- the writing is where the humor really comes through um for me <laughs> when i when i'm in this book and i think it's it's such a you know it's it's refreshing you know you're reading the thoughts you're pondering you're kind of sometimes in this existential place when you're looking at the imagery and then you you read the text and you're like oh it's it's still me thinking about being in Chicago but now now I'm laughing out loud (laughs) so thank you for that (laughs) thank you um yeah um so this is your fifth self-published book you're you're self-distributing it why do you choose to go that route um putting it out this way
0: Part of it is just uh, I tend to have a pretty DIY ethos. And um, I find, you know, I have had one book properly published and and I was very thankful for that. But it's just a very different process. Um, And frankly, it's a long one. And I, you know, most of these stories I've written over the last two to three years but i was feeling very like this is the moment to to put this in the world and um you know i think uh i think it's important to just kind of do what you want to do you know if you want to write a song go write a song if you want to write a book go write a book but um i don't want to wait around for mm administration so yeah. you know right now we're totally uh independent just basically selling books through my Instagram and my web store and uh it's going really well so
1: there's a piece in here that I really love it's called laugh with nature um and I wrote as I was reading I wrote the words resilience and I wrote clap back And, um... Clap back? I wonder... Clap back. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to see if you could riff, um, on how you see Chicago kind of laughing at the things that get thrown at it and and bouncing back regardless.
0: All right. Well, let me put it this way. (laughs) I think it's really funny. So... uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, Packers quarterback, w- was dating Olivia Mund, and now John Mulaney is married to Olivia Mund. So
1: hmm.
0: John Mulaney is a Chicago boy. So okay, it's like, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay.
0: But I, mean, you one, know, we- I don't know. That's not the greatest example, but I just think it's so funny. Uh-huh. I always say the greatest thing that ever happened to this city is the fire and winter mm. and you know I believe that because the fire allowed us to reinvent ourselves, and winter is sort of the yearly test that defines us mm. and those that are ready to stick around and there's a lot of tough cities, but you know we're we are a tough tough people and i think that comes from you know the stockyards it comes from inclusion and immigration Mm. diversity and eclectic eclecticity and um even like a month ago i was at the bar and uh these two guys were like buying everyone in the bar drinks and they were ukrainian refugees that had just arrived and they were just like so happy to be you know they had found Ukrainian village in Chicago. they had mm. found you know basically the motherland as you know or the second motherland excuse mm-hmm. me, and I was talking to them through like a Google translator or whatever okay and it was and it was just incredible hearing their story, and they're just so tough and so resilient and like You know, I was like, you're part of the Chicago story now, too, my friends. You know, Mm -hmm. as are the refugees coming from Central America.
1: Yeah. The work is never done. You've got more to go, more of it that you even wanted to put in here. Tell me about what's what's coming up.
0: You know, definitely more Chicago stories when I was a teenager, I was a bike messenger for a few years. I definitely want to continue exploring like stories from that time. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And then I'm very excited. I'm having a first exhibition of my paintings in uh, Switzerland in September.
1: Oh wow, congratulations.
0: So I'm gonna be in Switzerland for a month, so that'll be pretty sweet.
1: Don't Fret is the alias for this Chicago-based artist born and bred. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. You can check out his book, This Is No Quiet City. It's entirely self-published. So the best place to find it right now is on his Instagram, which is at Don't Fret Art. Check it out. And that's it for today. Thank you to Justin Bull and Sarah Stark for producing The Rundown and to Ariel Van Cleve for editing the show. Dave Miska was the engineer for this episode and our theme music is by Louis Weeks. The Rundown is produced by WBEZ Chicago and is a part of the NPR Network. If you love the show, please rate and review The Rundown. It helps more people find us. I'm Erin Allen. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.